ooh, ooh, ooh. Welcome back to Shay's Pretty Skinny. I'm Shay, and of course, I do everything but keep it cute. However, for this first season, we're talking about keep it cute with a hoe. And um, first of all, I'm a cisgender female. Um, I attracted to and dated cisgender males that I'm aware of. <laughs> so I use a lot of pronouns, he, but I want to make it clear that I'm never just talking about a man because even though, I don't know if they changed the dictionary or not, but um, I know before in the dictionary, the word W-H-O-R-E, and I know I always say ho, and I do that because um, this little thing between my daughter and I, um, I have this thing where you get a pass with my kids. So I don't allow cursing in front of me or um, cursing at my home, but I know that kids do it when they're amongst each other and at school, right? So when my daughter would come and she would talk to me, my teenage daughter, um, and trying to tell me about the tea at school or whatnot, she'd be like, oh my gosh, mom, this person is a total garden tool. And you know, there's a garden tool called a hoe, right? H-O-E. And so um, I kind of stole that spelling H-E-A-U-X from um, an account that I was following on Facebook. So that's why it's in the title. But in the dictionary, if you look up W-H-O-R-E, it actually says a promiscuous woman, or at least it used to if they haven't changed it. But by now, we should all know that a hoe can also be a promiscuous man, okay? Someone who's stepping outside of a committed relationship uh, that they probably have agreed to, and whether that other person knowingly or unknowingly or willingly or unwillingly is now part of a third-party situation. So that's what I mean by the word. But anywho, um, I don't watch too many black and white movies, Outside of Reefer Madness, okay, and we're not going to go into that, Um, there's another movie called Gaslight, and it was actually done, it was a British film done in 1940, and I believe in America they redid that film in 1944, but basically it's about a couple, a husband and a wife, and the husband is gaslighting this individual, Um, where he's like trying to make her think that she's crazy. He like steals things of hers and he plants them in different places. And she's swearing that she didn't take them. And then they'll sew up in her purse or something of that sort. And then he accuses her of not remembering. And so she starts to question herself. So I found that interesting because a lot of those things happen today. And I see a lot of material on narcissists. And in my groups, uh, my peer groups, I've talked to a lot of women who deal with narcissistic behavior or people who gaslight them, especially when they've um, had a diagnosed mental health illness. Then people will start to call them delusional or crazy. And they'll say or do certain things to make them question themselves. So I want to talk about that a little bit today. Have I personally been in a relationship with a narcissist or a gaslighter? Yes, I have. But I'm also not big on casting people in a negative light. Like I joke around a lot. I talk about my personal experiences. But with this situation, um, I wouldn't want to bring harm to someone's personality or try to um, discredit their character or whatnot. Because everyone is where they are in... um, their self-realization or in their growth or whatnot. And so I never want to discount that for the narcissist gaslighter in my life. You know, I still harbor a lot of love for that person in my heart. And the growth that they've done is so spectacular. And I believe that you shouldn't tear somebody down when they're trying to um, 
improve upon themselves, okay? So even if somebody's not where you think they should be, it's really not your business, okay? Everybody's on their own individual path. So I won't get too specific about my relationship with a narcissist or gaslighter, but we'll talk about a few things because I think what happens is we get into relationships with people, and this person could be a family member like your mother or your father, your sister, your brother, or it could be your close friend, right? But it's just somebody that you cannot feed enough to. But, you know, before we get into that, let's talk about what we're going to be eating. Because every time I've had a good conversation with my kids and with my girlfriends, okay, some food has been involved. And so today, I just kept it simple because I felt like comfort food is what was needed for this topic to lighten it up a little bit, but also get to the nitty-gritty of things. So what we got today is a little bit of um, spinach pasta, okay? And we done tossed that into some brown butter herb sauce that I also pureed some broccoli into, which is actually pretty decent. I'm a vegetarian. Um, I don't get too much into the recipes. Why is that? Because you got to get in my boot camp for that. There's a separate group where we talk about the recipes we talk about uh, self-realization, kind of like a couple of things that you can take away from it and work on your personal growth. So every 20th of the month, we do those boot camps. If you're interested, you can message me. Shameless plug, because this recipe is actually going to go, well, not the recipe, but I'll give you a nice little mouth-watering picture on my Instagram, which is at Shadeedub, S-H-A-Y-D-E-E. D-U-B as in boy. So you can always see the pictures there of whatever I'm having during the podcast. And you always have to excuse me because I'm always stuffing my mouth. You know what? In an effort to not say something silly. I don't know if that really works. (laughs) I'm convinced it doesn't. But whatever. Like I said, I do everything except keep it cute. Okay? So let's go ahead and get into the topic. Um, First, I want to just talk about a couple of behaviors that you can expect from a narcissist or a gaslighter. And a narcissist can gaslight, but a gaslighter doesn't have to necessarily be a narcissist. There's two distinct um, end goals, I guess we'll call them, from each type. And with a narcissist, they're really a little bit insecure, right? So they always want to be held in the best light. They always want the praise as the knight in shining armor, per se. So their main goal is to use and exploit the individual so that they always come out in the best light. Now, with a gaslighter, it's a lot more psychological, a lot more oppressive psychologically, I guess I would say. And they want to dominate and control. So they want to be the superior party. Um, With a narcissist, they frequently lie. They exaggerate things about themselves and others. So with the exaggeration, it's more positive on their part, more negative on the other person's part, right? Because, of course, they want to look better. Um, They like to brag. They like to show off. And really, when you first meet a narcissist, it's something that you can be attracted to, right? You start thinking, oh, this person's really confident about themselves. I really like how they don't care what anybody thinks. But then once you get to know them a little bit, you're like, hold on, hold on. Pump the brakes, right? With a gaslighter... They're more focused on the intimidation. So they'll try to isolate you more, right? 
and cause you to like question yourself. The things that you thought were positive about yourself, they'll take that away from you. They'll put you down a lot so that you're really dependent on this external validation from them. That's what they want. Um, with a gaslighter, that might entail public shaming, humiliating you, maybe some hateful speech. Um, they'll say uh, negative things about you in front of groups of people. Like maybe you're hanging out with your friends and they'll talk about how you don't cook so well. You know what I mean? Or maybe they'll be like, oh, look at such and such's wife or look at such and such's sister. And then they'll explain how you don't measure up to that person. And what happens is if you start to play into that and you start trying to be that person that they're comparing you to, honey, they've already won. The part that really sucks is, like I said, sometimes people don't want to walk away. Maybe you have a child with the person. Maybe you're already married to them and you don't want to get divorced. Um... Maybe they're a friend and you guys have been friends for years. We often are attached to a person, right, because of how they make us feel. Um, sometimes we're afraid to move into a different realm and get a different person who makes us feel the same way as far as a friend um, or connecting to a different family member. But again, like I said, sometimes it may be a mother or a father, a brother, a sister, a husband or a wife, someone that you necessarily can't get away from. So then you have to ask yourself, okay, is there a way that perhaps um, I could deal with this person? And of course, I say yes, right? I'm a believer in therapy, okay? Especially peer support because those individuals have definitely gone through it. All right, And you can find a lot of free groups where you can connect with other people who are going through the situation, navigated it, whether they decided to walk away or they successfully worked it out. And then you have people who are just like a touch of the gaslighting, a touch of the narcissism, right? But to be honest, a narcissist lacks empathy. They're just unable to place themselves in your position and kind of reason from that point. Uh, what they're doing is they're in love. Some people feel that way because they will be that knight in shining armor or they will be that queen of love, right? They're caring for you, nurturing for you, just enough to get you the buy-in, right? That gets you sucked in real quick. And then all of a sudden, it turns. Sometimes it can just gradually turn. And what's happening there is the person is really in love with how you love them, Okay, they don't actually love you. It can it can really be that bad. Um, what they'll do is maybe you two will be together and they'll say one thing to you. But when they're with their friends, maybe they don't even let you be around their friends. They'll be telling a different story about how you're so bad, you know, how you don't do this and how you don't do that. And they really, really like to suck attention. Right. They're attention whores. And so if you're not giving them enough attention, or at least that's what they will accuse you of, they're very accusatory, okay? So that's what they will accuse you of. What they'll do is go get into a third-party situation trying to make you jealous, all right? And you're either going to walk away and say, I'm worth more than that, I'm not going to deal with this, or you're going to feed into that and you're going to start competing with this third party, some narcissists will even let you know, 
oh, she does this better than you. Uh, she does that better than you. You know what I mean? So they really get you into this uh, situation where you start responding like, well, am I really not loving enough? Am I really not nurturing enough? And again, this can be a woman or a man. They also like to brag and show off a lot, right? I remember, um, what was her name? Prince had a wife that was on that ex-wife show with... uh, Nicole Murphy or whatnot, Hollywood exes, and she explained how he really liked that, um, or he required that women pretty much stayed in makeup the whole time, like they needed to wake up in their makeup, okay? So it'd be something like that. They'll have those type of requirements, or this person wears really sexy clothing, they get dressed up for me, and so therefore... I have to do this, or what you're doing is not enough. What you're doing does not show that you love me, so I have to go look outside of our relationship for that, okay? And the easiest answer for that, of course, is to just walk away and leave it alone. But again, like I said, you're not always in a situation to do that. So really, let's talk about a couple of things that you can do if you're really choosing to stay with this person, Okay. Number one, you have to choose your battles. Okay. You may not like it, but some things that you guys do are going to be different and you have to decide, okay, is this worth the fight? Like, um, if somebody decides, okay, this is what I think should be done in the kitchen. You're making a meal. Okay. As long as that meal gets made, that's something that can be negotiable. Do you really need to fight about the process of doing that meal? When that person's in the kitchen, let them do what they do. And when you're in the kitchen, you do what you do, as long as everybody's getting fed, right? But when that person starts undermining you, it's a time when you need to speak up and prevent a pattern of behavior that can start, okay? Um, Just setting those boundaries because it can indeed get out of hand. The first time that a narcissist or a gaslighter gets the sense that, oh, I can get away with this, trust and believe they're going to try it over and over and over again. And if you keep giving in to that behavior, you're going to find yourself in a very oppressive situation where you're all stressed out and you're giving all your energy to this person, which brings me to the second thing, protecting your energy. You have to identify gaslighting, okay? And avoid second-guessing yourself. Like, if you know for sure, okay, this is what I'm capable of, and this is where I am, you really need to stand up for that point. If you need to communicate, because a gaslighter will, like, and so will a narcissist, they conveniently forget what was said or what was agreed to. And I'm not saying only communicate with this person by text or email or in front of another person. Because with a gaslighter... Like, they will embarrass you (laughs) no matter who's standing there and discredit you, okay? So that doesn't always work. But say you and your partner or you and your family member has agreed to something, don't be afraid to follow up in writing. Text that person, okay? So I'm just reminding you that we agreed to meet up at this place and do this thing so that it's in writing, right? And then when they come with the, oh, you didn't let me know that, then you have something that you can go back to. Now, I had someone who did this in the opposite, okay? The person that I was in a relationship with and they were gaslighting. They would actually do things that would 
they knew that I would get upset about it, right? So they would do the action and uh, cause a reaction, but they would only record my reaction. They would not record what they said or did prior to my reaction. And then they would tell everybody, oh my God, she's so crazy. She's always popping off. Okay. They would do things of that sort. Or they would have a conversation with me, just the two of us, but then they would tell external individuals or third-party individuals that we had a different conversation. Um, Even being a part of a third-party situation, it would be like, oh, I love you. I want to be with you. You're the only person. But then they'd be telling the other person, oh, she's just clinging on to me. She won't let me go. She's obsessed with me. But... I didn't have communication with the third party, right? And they would make sure of that. Or I had a situation where I wouldn't even be introduced to the family whatsoever, right? And then it would just seem like, okay, I was stalking this person or I was crazy, getting crazy about what was going on. Or if I confronted them, like, oh, I don't know why they're doing this to me. They're causing me so much stress. So that can definitely happen. You need to protect your energy, um, I'm not a big fan of the, you know, texting and emailing. But like I said, you could just follow up after the conversation, whatever you agreed to, and remind that individual. So when they conveniently forget, then you're like, hey, 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 look, this is what we have in writing, okay? You definitely have to create some boundaries with individuals. I mean, everybody gets angry from time to time, right? And they want to express themselves, But when you start putting people down, that's where I draw the line, okay? You ain't always got to dog walk me, okay? Everybody says something that they don't necessarily mean because their feelings get hurt and you want to hurt somebody back. I also do not suggest this type of communication because once you put something out there, you really can't take it back. And I'm a firm believer that that's something that you really feel, okay? Maybe you've been holding it in. Maybe you didn't express it correctly, okay? But I think that when you start doing and saying things like that, the conversation gets out of hand. Maybe you bottle things up a little bit too much. So creating boundaries right from the start is going to stop those type of things from happening. Some people just want to push your buttons, especially a narcissist. They want to push your buttons because... They want to get that negative attention, that negative energy from you. And to be honest, negative attention is so draining, okay? You can only do so much of that before you're just, like, tired. It becomes this point where, like, you're seeing a person and you don't even want to see them. You're like, oh, goodness. Like, you're dreading being in this person's presence, especially, like, say if it's a family member. You guys have to get together for a family dinner or maybe somebody passed away and you would rather avoid the whole situation and not attend, right? Then actually go and deal with this person. So creating boundaries can really help with that, especially because a lot of people, especially empaths, people who are very emotional and they feel for people, right? When you cry, they cry, okay? When you're happy, they're happy. Like they really connect to the emotion that you're experiencing. So without those boundaries, a person can be really disappointed, okay? 
What you need to do is ask for the apology. First, identify the behavior that you're not accepting. Like, you know what? When you said that, I felt like you were really trying to put me down. And I would like you to apologize for that because that's not how I'm communicating with you or that's not how I wish to communicate with you. And really demand that apology. Let me tell you, it's going to be hell over hot water trying to get one from a narcissist or a gaslighter. But if you have to walk away, then do that and let them know I'll continue this conversation when you're able to apologize for demeaning me or undermining me or being disrespectful to me. Really set those boundaries, okay? And stick to those boundaries, okay? Don't give in to that. If you are not setting boundaries and sticking to those boundaries, you are not exercising your power and you will lose your power. Now, I'm not talking about trying to dominate them like they're trying to dominate you. But what I'm saying is stick up for yourself, okay? Everything is negotiable, especially with these individuals. And you have to know how to negotiate. You have to know how to tell them what's going to be okay and what's not going to be okay. Like for sure, for sure, this is a deal breaker. And stick to that being a deal breaker. Don't feel sorry for them because you have to remember they don't feel sorry for you. That's just what it is. They'll let on, okay, but they don't feel sorry for you. And if you can actually get a narcissist to stay in a conversation and listen to what you're saying rather than blame shifting and changing the subject to something else, then you're working with something, okay? Because oftentimes they'll do that. You'll start on a conversation about, okay, how, you know, maybe we're going down this road and they'll start talking about some coworker at their job. No, 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 no. They have nothing to do with this. Let's stick to the facts at hand because that's one of the things they have a problem with is sticking to the damn facts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Narcissists have a big false sense of self. Okay. They're in that whole mode of, I can do no wrong, right? So when they're actually doing no wrong, it just perpetuates the whole situation. When they're doing wrong, what they see is you're causing that, right? There's something about you that's causing a problem. Nothing about them that's causing about a problem. So when you exercise your power, sometimes it comes to that point where you have to kind of like announce a consequence. Like, I don't know how much longer I can deal with this. And this is how we're going to keep communicating. Then we're going to need to do this. Okay. I'm going to need to take a break. Okay. Sometimes that will work. Sometimes that won't work. But when you get into that type of situation, it might be a good idea to actually talk to a professional. And because gaslighting and uh, gaslighters rather, and narcissists, can be so draining of your energy, it's really important that you can have self-positive talk, like not looking to that individual to build you up. Because if that's what you're looking for, sweetheart, you're not going to find it. Boo, (laughs) it's not there, okay? So you really have to be a person who loves yourself, okay? Who knows how to love on yourself. Like I said, who knows how to take a break, So if you need to get some affirmations, you know, to learn how to talk nice to yourself, connect with your friends. If you got a cousin or a mother, you know, when you get together, it's it's uplifting. Okay, it's a good time. Then you want to make sure that you're able to take a break and connect with that family or with that friend. Okay, 
love on yourself. You want somebody who's going to be supportive. So you don't necessarily always have to disclose what's going on, but by all means, never isolate yourself or let the other individual isolate you at all. Okay. You got to let that shit out. If you don't have a neutral friend or a family member, talk to a professional. Okay. Just don't isolate yourself and say, you know what, I'm so embarrassed because I'm not going to lie to you. When I got into the situation, I wasn't even sure how I had gotten there, okay? Let me tell you something. I'm a Sagittarius, and sometimes we can be quite full of ourselves, (laughs) okay? And that's definitely my personality, like... Um, Even when I was young, it would just be like, oh, you don't F with me? That's cool, because there's thousands of people in the world that I can talk to that would F with me. It would be like, oh, you out the line, you out the line. Or if it was a romantic interest, it's like, oh, you don't think I'm cute? Cool, because there's a million other dudes out there who think I'm cute. That that really was my attitude when I was younger. So it was very surprising even to myself when I was in the situation like, really trying to please this person, everything that I was doing, everything that I was saying, I didn't even realize that I wasn't spending time with my friends and my family or that I had isolated myself. I really was consumed with making sure that this person that I loved um, felt loved by me. You know, a couple of years had passed by before I even recognized that, oh my goodness, what the hell am I doing? You know, even my mom, she was telling me, you know, I don't really know this girl. And I'm like, you know what? Love is different because sometimes we'll tell ourselves that, right? But love does not cause you to feel low, okay? Love builds you up, okay? And you want to exchange that with someone. It's not you just building a person up. It's them doing the same for you. There's reciprocation. So you want to remember that. It's not one-sided. So, yes, can you survive with a narcissist? Yes, you can. I ain't going to lie. You probably going to go through hell and back, okay? But with the proper tools. Because let me tell you something. You really can't change nobody. You may want to, but it's really not going to happen. People really have to take that initiative to make changes about themselves. And sometimes you... Being in a conversation with that individual, it's just going to be this constant back and forth and back and forth. And you have to get a third party involved. Now, I talked about this before because I'm really not a big fan of um, ratting out your partner or whatnot to your family and friends because that may cause eternal hate, okay, where they don't give this, this person a chance. I was about to say Negro, my bad. But they won't give this person a chance. But if you want to stay, you're probably going to have to enlist some professional support. And like I said, you can add peer support to that as well. People who are actually going through it, not just talking book. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you can really get some good tips from people who have been through it or are currently going through it. Okay. And who have survived those situations. Now, What I'm not a fan of and I don't condone because situations can get so bad, especially trying to dominate you. Um, We're talking about gaslighters um, and not that narcissists are excluded from it. So definitely watch both personalities or a narcissist could be 
also gaslighting you. That's very common. But if someone's putting their hands on you, they're becoming physically abusive. Like that's something that you really need to seek outside help with. That's something that you don't need to be ashamed of. We all get ourselves in situations, okay? But we also have to, we have the free will to choose. I'm a big, big advocator of free will. You know, I didn't give it to anybody. I can't take it away. And I don't believe there's a law in the land that could do the same. But if you love yourself and I want you to love yourself, it's definitely worth seeking outside help. I never want anybody to be in a situation where they feel like I'm drowning and I can't breathe. Okay, And I don't think anyone should be subjected to physical harm in any way. It's just not a safe thing. And if you have babies, I know sometimes we think that our kids, oh, they're just kids. They don't understand. Kids emotionally connect to us and they understand a lot more than we think they understand. Okay, They fear for us. Okay, They cry with us. They cry for us. And so... I never want anyone to be subjected to that, and it's worth actually getting some help. Depending on what area you're in, um, there's lots of domestic violence um, advocators, domestic violence shelters, okay? But also we know that we can't help someone unless they want to be helped. And I want you to want to be helped because your life is worth living, okay? You are worth more than what someone is telling you. And so that's why it's so important to love ourselves and reach this level of awareness and realization to where we know that we have worth, that we are here for a purpose. And just because one person, whether it be your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, or your partner who tells you that you're not, I guarantee you there's 10 other people who will affirm that you are. But first, I need you to know that you are worth it, okay? Because that's when you're able to muster up the strength to love yourself, love your babies, love your family, and know that, okay, I need to keep building this self-worth within me, okay? Even if your family member or your partner does not want to, the hardest thing to do is walk away. But if you feel yourself shriveling so small, okay, that you think that your life is not worth living, I urge you to reach out and to get help, okay? So you can always message me. Um, I'm Pretty Girl Passion Society. I deal with that a lot with peer groups. Also, um, like I said, we're starting the boot camp, and that's going to have to do with uh, a lot of transformation for meals. If you're looking towards getting into better health, I don't like to say lose weight because sometimes I'll be trying to gain weight. That's a personal problem. But for sure, whatever level of self-realization you're on, never be afraid to reach out to a professional in your area and continue building upon yourself. Okay? As always, I love everyone and I am rooting for everyone who is building up themselves, okay, growing and loving each other. I love you for sure. And in this case, keep it cute with a hoe, okay? Male or female, 
If it is going beyond those things that you're able to live with, unfortunately, you just may have to let it go. Uh, there's this illustration where, you know, you could be holding on to a rope so tight, right? And someone else is pulling it. It would just be easier to let go than to be causing all the blood, okay, from you holding on. I never want that from anyone, okay? I never want that for you. So I'm going to close this out with a lot of love, a lot of peace to you, and abundance in so many things spiritually, financially, and definitely in your family life. So as always, we're doing everything but keeping it cute. And that's just with a hoe. Have a good day.